Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. War Report family, what's going on? It's your boy, B-Will. You're riding the Auburn Express with me and Dustin from the Uptempo Pod. Dustin, what's going on, man? What's up, B-Will? Happy to be in here with you, buddy. Yes, sir. So listen, man. I was on Twitter. All right. I was doing a little browsing. I saw that conferences are are blowing up left and right right now. All right. The Mm -hmm. Pac-12 is in shambles. Oregon and Washington and Stanford and Cal are possibly about to get poached by the Big Ten. Among other things, the Big 12 is going to pick up a couple more people, try to finalize themselves as one of the super conferences. Yeah, the Big 28. (laughs) Might as well be. (laughs) They, They still might not get anybody in the playoff, but you know. So what's very, very interesting, though, is that a team that's not out West decided to hold an emergency board meeting yesterday. And the yesterday, we're recording here on Thursday, so yesterday was Wednesday, August the 2nd. And that team was Florida State University. Mm-hmm. I got on YouTube because somebody tweeted out the link to that broadcast. They put it on YouTube. I said, all right, I, I got to watch it. I saw these board members, one of which is Drew Weatherford, former Florida State quarterback, all right, with so much passion (laughs) and pain in his voice, was saying stuff like, we can no longer stay in a conference where we fall so far behind in revenue and make it so difficult to support our student-athletes. And every board member basically went behind him and high-fived him every time they had a chance Mm -hmm. to talk. The president did, too. They didn't say, we're about to get the hell up out of here, but they may as well have. So I I thought, hey, this is great. Not because I care what happens to the ACC. I couldn't care less. But I want the picture of the final form of the SEC to take shape. That's my end game here. I want to see what that looks like. I want to see what those... Matchups end up being, and I have always thought Florida State and Clemson fit right in. Florida State and Clemson, in my opinion, are the only two teams holding the ACC afloat. That's it. Those. That's it. You take ACC. You take Clemson and Florida State out of there. It is a joke. It is the American Athletic Conference without them. So I started tweeting out like, "Hey, this is great news." This is it's happening. It's, it's happening way sooner than I thought. But Dustin, you 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 were quick to check me on Twitter. You was like, man, no, you don't want this. <laughs> Just like you don't want this, buddy. And I'm like, wait a minute, no. what? Why not? 
what's what's wrong with the the, the super conference starting to to take shape for for it to kind of be breaking the horizon there we see it getting closer so Dustin I want you to tell me what you think about super conferences in particular whether or not you think Florida State is destined for the SEC because I think that's what this comes down to right yeah um first off man full disclosure about this Florida State stuff I live in Pensacola I've grown up in Pensacola so Florida State we're in the same area code right they're a couple hours down the road so I've grown up around all 15 of their fans and probably five of those are real ones that actually watch the game. But first on on the mega conferences, um, I'm not a fan. You know, I'm a get off my lawn type guy. I don't like change, even if the change is cool. I'm just not with it. I'm just that kind of. I, I well, I was in favor of Brian Harson type change, getting that guy out of here and making some moves. But you know, I like standing pat, man. I'm a tradition type guy. I've always watched Bedlam, right? I like watching Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State. I'm just a fan of college football. Now it's looking like Oregon is going to move to the Big Ten. I like watching the Civil War of Oregon versus Oregon State. I stay up till 10 o'clock and watch that game every year. I like the regionality, as Josh Pate says, of college football. And honestly, in the way that you've seen Colorado go back to the conference they left about 10, 11 years ago, whatever mm-hmm. it was, and going to the Big 12, or the, going to the Big 12 to the mm-hmm. Pac-10, and then back to the Big 12, 24, whatever it's going to be, yeah. um, I think you're going to see a lot of that, be will because... Let's let's go five years down the line. And you know how this works. You don't have like Auburn goes to Vandy and then Arkansas, right? Right. Like you're going to have road games in your conference back to back. It doesn't go home away, home away, home away. What happens when USC and UCLA have to go to Pennsylvania and then the next week they have a game in Ann Arbor? You remember back to the baseball game this year when they had to call the USC game because it was at a tie because USC had to be back for Monday class? Yeah. That happened. That happened. It was a tie ball game versus USC, and they called it in the 10th inning because they couldn't play past 3 p.m. because they had to go. Right. How is this going to work for all the other sports? I just feel like right now a lot of people are making decisions only looking at dollar signs. And one, I know that all the athletics run through football. I understand that athletics pump and fuel these other programs, these Olympic sports. I get that. Uh, on the Uptempo podcast, we just talked to the play-by-play announcer from UMass a couple weeks ago. He talked about how this game, UMass coming to Auburn, is going to funnel their tennis team for the year, going to funnel their volleyball team for the year. All those kind of things are important, and I get all that. Yeah. But I just don't see how this is going to continue to work over time. Because for one, like I mentioned, I think, you know, will, there was NASCAR used to be the second biggest sport in America, right? They used to have a hundred thousands of people at every single race. Yeah. Talladega used to have 180,000. Daytona used to have 120, 150,000. Same thing with the Brickyard 400 in Indianapolis. They can't give tickets away now hmm. because they lost, they lost their soul as a sport. They lost their roots. They lost what they were at their fan base. Now, I'm not claiming doomsday. I'm not saying college football is on that path. I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow, but if you keep pulling the Oregon, Oregon states, if you keep pulling away Oklahoma versus Oklahoma state, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't like that. I don't know how that's going to work. If Oregon and Washington go to the Big Ten, now is Wazoo left up in the, you don't have the Apple Cup anymore. I love the Apple Cup. Now I'm an, I'm a college football dork. I am. I, I will watch all these games, man. I will. I'll record them if I'm going to miss them because another game is on and I'll go back and watch them throughout the week. I'm just that way with it. Um, but I'm not a fan, man, and, and honestly, I don't think that it works out in the long run. And I, the, like, I, I do feel for the teams that get left behind. If the ACC blows up, what happens to a program like Virginia Tech? And, like that's a that's a good program that a guy like Frank Beamer built for a long time and is a name that you know and respect. Do they just fall by the wayside? 
I, I don't like that whole aspect of it because at the end of the day, there's only 10 or 15 teams that even really matter in the championship picture. And I just want the rest of those teams to at least be healthy and have a shot and, and their fans to have something to be excited about. Um, I'm just not really a fan of it, man. So if you want to get into this Florida State thing, though. <laughs> I, Hold on. We'll I can now, we we got to take a step back now because I, okay, I kind of understand your gripe with the Super Conferences. The whole the geographical mess that the Big Ten is trying to create, it's idiotic. It's stupid. Yeah. It is absolutely stupid. There's one team that actually makes sense for the Big Ten, and that's Notre Dame. They're mm. right in your backyard. They are. They instantly become a top three or four team in the conference. It bolsters the conference for sure because Notre Dame has such a big following. But they buddied up with the ACC yeah. and got in bed with them in their grant of rights, which I read up on that. It's pretty much an ironclad document that keeps people from leaving. Like there's not only do you have to pay to exit, you have to pay to get the rights to your TV back as well. Like it's not just, hey, I don't want to be here anymore. All right, right. you're going to pay this fee just to leave. Now, if you want your games shown on this for this new conference on this new network, now you have to negotiate and pay us back for that as well. On the low end, we're talking $200 million. On the high end, $500 million for an ACC team to leave because they negotiated this grant of, grant of rights deal about six years ago, and it was a 20-year deal. They got like 13 years left before it's up for negotiation again. So Florida State had this meeting, and they're making all these proclamations and banging their table and puffing their chest out about what they deserve and what their student-athletes deserve. And then I read this article about the grant of rights that says, hey, some lawyer for the Big 12 actually got this thing drawn up where they incorporated, where the Big 12 incorporated was specifically done to avoid the ability for any state institution to appeal or try to fight this contract at the state level. Like, they thought of everything. <laughs> right, the word ironclad everything. was thrown around like <laughs> five or six times. So yeah. it's not likely that any ACC or Big 12 team is going to get out of this thing anytime soon. The only reason Texas and Oklahoma could do it was because their grant of rights was expiring in 2024. They were due to come up. So all of that stuff was going to fall out. And they still had to pay, what, $100 million combined? To leave mm -hmm. one year early out there, right, right. Clemson and Florida State, they've got 13 years left. So everybody's like, listen, it's not happening. So I understand what you're saying about the conference is changing. I don't really mind the conference is changing because the last point you just made was there's only 15 or so teams that are in it for real. So what do I care if Virginia Tech is upset? Like, y'all were never winning a national championship, not in this day and age, not with how money flows around down here and what y'all want to invest in. It just wasn't going to happen. Like, when was Virginia Tech going to beat Georgia with Kirby there in a 12-team playoff or no, Ohio State? No. It's like, it's not going to happen. So because there are really only a handful of teams out of the 130, 131, high, whatever many FBS teams there are, I'd say about 20. 20 of them have the capacity to compete for a national championship if things go perfect for this program. Like, I mean, right. seriously, have to go perfect. Like, six of them in the, are in the SEC, maybe three or four of them in the Big Ten. If you add USC in there, then maybe that's seven. Uh, maybe Oregon. Again, everything falling perfectly. Eight. Right. Clemson, Florida State, 
nine, ten, and now you have to go to the second tier of each conference's teams to say, all right, maybe in a perfect year, one of y'all could have a shot. Yeah, why may- Washington made it that one year? Right, like you, you. It's not that it's impossible. All right, you got the infrastructure to make it possible, but everybody else is just too strong for most teams to compete with. So if you're only going to give me 15 to 20 teams that have a shot, then what do I care if Oregon State's left out? Y'all have had the same coach. T-Bone Pickens has been funneling y'all money. You've done jack shit with it. What do I care if you don't have Bedlam? You had Bedlam. What happened? Nothing. (laughs) Absolutely nothing happened. I don't care how you feel. Washington State, have you ever won anything? What do I care what Washington State fans think? Y'all can still play the game as a non-conference game, right? You can do like what the Florida Florida State is right now. It's just for bragging rights. It's not going to count for the conference. I guess it's going to count in the whole playoff picture, sure. But this is just because we want to play it. Let's put it on the schedule. There's nothing stopping Oklahoma from putting that on the schedule. Now, if they want to, they can make it one of their non-conference games if they want. I don't know if they will, but they can do it. I don't mind the the, the conference realignment as long as we get better matchups. I would gladly trade. And I'll give you this. Oregon, Oregon State is always entertaining. It's always an excellent game. Always a hard fought game. I would trade that if that means I get to say see a stacked Oregon because Dan Lanning is kind of doing his thing up there. Play recruiting. Ohio State every year. Like I want to sign up for that Grade A football game. Like that game is usually a a New Year's Six game, and I get to see it every year. Like that's that's a treat for me. I'm I'm a football fan. I'm probably not the college football fan. You call yourself a dork. Because you like it, whether just the tradition and stuff like that. I just want to see yeah. good games. I watch Troy, yeah. Oh, yeah, you just, you love punishment. I got you, I got you. <laughs> but that's that's my argument for college football realignment. Are we getting better teams playing each other more frequently? Yeah, I, I want to see it. And so to that point, we'll get to Florida State now. I always thought Florida State is a good football school. And I think Florida State is a good football school because they've got the tradition of having a legendary coach, watching that legendary coach build them up and win them a couple championships. And then you had a a loser win win them a championship in the legendary coaches. Trey, let's not. Oh, God. (laughs) He won something at our expense. But he no. had the more talented team. He had the more talented team. I'm still, people think I, I rag on Jimbo because I'm salty about the Florida State loss. I am not. They had a much more talented team. Our defense should not have been able to keep up with the talent that they had on offense. I am not surprised that it came down to our defense faltering in the end. However, Florida State cares about it. They've been terrible at being good at it <laughs> since Bobby Bowden was in his prime. I, the championship they got in 2013, I, I still think that was a perfect situation where Bobby Bowden's reputation allowed them to recruit well and Jimbo, kind of like what Les Miles got with the trail end of Saban's talent. Like, that's what it was. Like, the first guy really did the work and you had just enough left over to come in and do some new things, maximize the talent. But that was it because he had no chance of keeping that going because he's not that guy. Florida State has not been able to find that guy. Over the last 10 years, Auburn's had some trouble finding that guy as well. Now, we thought we had a guy 10 years ago, 2013 to start with, but we have not. I've always thought Florida State, at least, even though they don't do it well, they care about it. They think they're an elite program, yeah. and that means they're going to try like an elite program. 
I didn't have a problem with them coming to the SEC. They're right in the footprint. It's not a Big Ten situation where they're all the way across the damn nation and we got to stretch out everything to try to make it work. They're right here. They have a natural rival in the conference in Florida. There's already bad blood here in the conference. They've beaten an SEC team for a national championship. I always thought that this was a natural fit. Now, you tell me how you feel about Florida State as a football school and what you think about them possibly joining the SEC. Yeah, you make good points, man. It's just that we fundamentally, I think there's just some fundamental differences on like the way we view the sport, right? So you, you want to see the good matchups. I kind of want to see the rivalries and the tradition over the good match because I feel like the good matchups are going to happen. Um, and to me, a seven and three versus seven, uh, seven and three Oregon State versus seven and three Oregon. I'm going to watch it either way. Um, versus a nine and one Oregon nine and one. I'm going to watch either one really. But yeah. um, you know, I just I'm just a tradition guy, man. But with, with Florida State, bro, listen, um, I'm here. You know, I'm in the eight five though, and it's a couple hours down the road from Pensacola. But I've been there. And when I was a kid, we went to you know I, I've, I've been to Plainsman Park a, a million times, bro. And mm. and we grew I grew up in Plainsman and. Those those nine those late ninety teams of Tim Hudson and all that was that was kind of my first that's the beginning of my Auburn roots right mm-hmm. and there was one year in there where we went to Florida State for a super regional and I remember only being the Plainsman only ballpark I'd seen mm-hmm. and then I go down to Talanasty as it is called and it is earned it has earned that reputation it has earned Talanasty uh-huh. and I had to scoop the popcorn off my seats bud mm-hmm. and I'm kicking soda cans out the way. Um, you're walking around like a courthouse and a you're just kind of going around. And you're trying to find the baseball stadium. You're like, am I on a college campus? Where exactly am I at? I don't know. Am I downtown? This doesn't feel like any kind of game day atmosphere that it should feel. I don't feel like I'm anywhere. Um, I've been there for Florida State versus Miami. And I was told by my, because uh, I had some friends that, got, that went to Florida State. And they told me the whole time, hey, man. You ain't seen nothing. This is going to be it. I know y'all got the Iron Bowl, bro, and I respect the Iron Bowl. Man, you ain't seen nothing. I saw an okay thing. It was cool. It was cool, man. Y'all had like 70,000, you know? Like, that's cool, man. Y'all y'all had like what we're going to have versus Sanford at your big rivalry game. You were still 12,000, 15,000 less. And and they think they get loud when they do their, their little chant and all that. And... and I will say this. It would be really, really easy to make the Florida State band because you've got to know about two songs. <laughs> and really, it's it's in the drums, baby. That guy's just got to pound that thing. And that's yeah. pretty much that's pretty much what they got going on. And then a guy that's like pasty and Irish is going to ride out on a horse dressed like an Indian <laughs> and throw a spear into the ground and this whole deal, man. Um, I question the infrastructure, bro. Like... <laughs> If Florida State comes to the SEC, I feel like they're going to be in the Mississippi State range as far as, like, resources. Like, I don't, like, what is their booster situation? I don't think it's that good. The little bit that I know about it, it's not that great. Mm. What is their NIL situation? The little bit I know about it, they don't have a whole lot of funds. Um, I just feel like if they come to this conference, they're going to get swallowed up. And like I said, bro, Florida State's the closest college to me. And I know real Florida State fans, okay? I work with one. There are people out there that are real Florida State fans. But it's just not on the level. Like, I'm here two hours away, and there's more LSU fans. There's Mm. way more Gumps. There's more Auburn fans. Mm. There's more Gator fans. 
there's as many Miami fans. And that trips me out because when you watch a Miami game, you're playing Where's Waldo? You're trying to find <laughs> the Miami fans in that thing. Yeah. There's about 6,000 scattered out in the 75,000-seat stadium. It's it's one of them things, too, be will where what and I know that because of Cadillac it was a special situation. But what you got versus A and M, Florida State's not capable of that. Now, mm. a lot of schools aren't. I know that the Auburn family is special. I'm not just saying that because we're Auburn guys. That it speaks for itself. Yeah. But they're not capable of that. Mm. They're not. That's not what it is. Florida State will get a packed house when they are good. And I will tell you something I've heard from, and again, there are real Florida State fans out there, but I'll tell you something I hear a lot from Florida State fans, man. When they lose, eh, I'm going to go get wasted. Nah, I'm going to go get trashed. <laughs> you know what I hear from all of our fans when we lose? I'm going home. I'm closing the door. Like, it's different. It's still ACC football, man. It doesn't, mm, mm. it just doesn't quite hit the same way. And I'm telling you because I'm around them, they, they care. They care. But I don't know if when Florida State fan, I don't know if when Florida State loses, if their fans truly feel it in the gut. Mm. And something you said at the beginning, you said they 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 talk like they want to be something. They talk like they're they want to be this big football thing. Yeah. But everyone's seen the Bobby Bowden quote where he said, "I thought we had an easier route in the ACC." Yeah, he said that because they did. Yeah, and I just don't know if Florida State really wants to smoke, and if they come up in here, like. I'm interested to see how Texas and Oklahoma transition. And I think those schools have a way better infrastructure to join this league. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about Florida State's infrastructure. I don't know about their boosters. And, and I know a little bit. And what I'm saying is that it's not that good. It's yeah. not that good. And if they hop up in this, man, and they have to start recruiting against this. And yes, they're already kind of in the recruiting footprint. But – they can sell it in a way where like it's a little bit different, I guess, where it's like you can come here and it's they're going after a different kind of thing. And they don't they don't have to match the talent level. Right. So like if Auburn finishes 12th in recruiting in this class, that's good for six or seventh in the SEC. Right. If Florida State finishes 13th, 14th in recruiting, that's probably good for second, third at the worst in the ACC. Right. So they can win games and be successful, not having to recruit on this level. If Florida State jumps up in here, they, I, watch what I tell you. They're going to be battling recruits with Missouri and Ole Miss. They're mm -hmm. going to. They're not going to be up here in these. And you, somebody will pop in and say, "Okay, Jay Bolden." Okay, but that's one guy. But on a consistent, on a consistent basis, they're not going to be that. And look, everyone's kind of like on this whole Mike Norvell thing, right? And they had a good year last year, and I think he's building a solid program. I think they're trending up. But what if they go seven and five this year? Then, then some interesting conversations spark right back up, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I just I just don't see it as far as infrastructure, as far as fan engagement. They can get hype, okay? Florida State fans can get hype. Somebody is going to tweet something out to me and, sh and show me an atmosphere where they had a packed house. That's cool. This is America. Anybody can do that in football. Yeah. Boston, If Boston College starts off 8-0 and they have a home game, they're going to be hyped for that thing. Yeah. That, that will be the hypest Boston College crowd you've seen in a year. It's not hard to get Americans into football. What is Florida State going to do when they're five and three? What are they going to do when they're four and four? And then Tennessee's coming into Tallahassee. I'll tell you what they're going to do. They're going to talk a big game because I know them. They're going to talk a big game. They're going to act like they care. They're going to be down 31 to zero at halftime and they're all going to leave. Mm. They are. Have you heard of, have you heard of Roll Tribe? 
No. Do you know about this? This no. is a real T-shirt that is, has gone around. What? Yeah. They, because they, there's a section of Florida State fans that have molded into this Alabama thing to where they pull for both teams, and they call it Roll Tribe. What? It's a whole thing. Did it start it's with whole, the championship game? I don't know exactly when it started, man. It was just kind of when it just started somewhere in the middle of this Saban, this whole Saban dynasty. Oh it's kind of died down, but there was three or four years where this was really a popular thing, especially in my area where those kind of those, you know, those two communities kind of melt together. I'm mm-hmm. right here on the the Bama, Florida line. I'm 30 minutes from Alabama. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely a thing, man. And it's happened. And it's and they call it Roll Tribe. Look it up. It's just oh, a weird, their fan base is is just a little they're they they care, man. They care, but you remember when you remember when uh, Kiffin had to come out and be like, "Please come to our games and cheer." Yeah, it's kind of some of that. It's kind of mm-hmm. some of that. Watch a Florida State game this year. Watch what happens when they pan up to the upper section. You're gonna see a lot of empty seats on them eleven o'clock kickoffs. I just don't know mm-hmm. how serious they are, bud. All right, so you you question how serious they are when when they're not good. They're they're fair weather fans. Oh, hundred percent. Like most yeah. teams in Florida are pro and college. Yeah. With, with the exception of the Gators, They're, the Gainesville is going to ride, but yeah, otherwise, Florida's a fair weather state. All right, so here's my here's my question then: When they come to the SEC I, now, what they've been doing in recruiting here over the last few months, I think they're doing a little better than Mississippi State, Missouri. Like they're they're making the effort, but also we saw some historic lows from Florida State over the last like nine, ten years. Like it's, yeah, been, it's been embarrassing. Rough for them. Like since Jim, uh, uh, well, not Jimbo, but um, after the season where they went to the first playoff and got housed by Oregon, it's been all downhill. Taggart was a low. Um, who they, they lost to some FBS, some some Group of Five team at home. It was on the, the hell on the on the hell Mary. I want to say it was Jacksonville State. I'm not 100 percent on that. Jacksonville State. But yeah, it was definitely a, it was like a hail mary at the very end, and the guy caught the hail mary like 20 yards before the end zone and still made it in. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was nice. That was fun. Yeah, it was cool. So, I mean, w- Willie Tacker kind of took it on the chin for that. And then Mike Norville comes in and has really two un- unimpressive seasons. And he makes something of-, of season three. But I saw a stat that said Florida State won double-digit games and had no ranked wins in that season. Mm-hmm. They did not well know. I'm sorry. It, it's not that they had either no ranked wins or they're Record against ranked teams since Norville got there is still a losing record. So last season didn't like put them above. They had a lot of low tier competition in the ACC. Mm-hmm. Of course, they beat LSU at the beginning of the season, but LSU lost like four starters in the game. So I was like, all right, I get why y'all are hype because you're winning something. I guess it still counts, sure. But are we going to take an LSU team who the first game where all these new players and transfers and new coach, like give them a minute to gel. And yeah, eventually they got it together. Now, if you had beaten LSU at the end of the season, color me impressed at the beginning of the season, while starters who got all the reps in fall can are are going down, like defensive linemen are going there. Like that's, I I, I always want to ask people like this extra points. Yeah. Like, come on. This is, this is some stuff that is not normal. All right. This is teams. Don't reset their coaches every day. They don't have, 10 transfer starters every year for game one. Like, all of this stuff is brand new. I thought they kind of got away with an easier task beating LSU last season than they will this season, which is going to make that a very fun game. It will be a good game. But I I don't see... One one thing is I was listening to this press conference, which is a, it was a, it was a board meeting, excuse me. It's a board right. meeting. 
And one of the ladies, they kind of passed the mic. They designate whoever's going to talk. And the lady was like, well, you know, we've seen what a great system we have right now with our coach. And I was like, oh, wait, wait, hold on now. Hold on now. Mm. Y'all are all right. You're okay. You're ACC okay. You didn't play in the ACC championship game. All right? Like this is, I feel like that's the first step. But when you, if you're going to say you're competing, make it to your conference championship. That's it. You don't have to win your conference. Make it to your conference championship game. Clemson was not that good last year. Like this was the year. This was the year. If South Carolina could thumb Clemson, you should be able to thumb Clemson. They did not thumb Clemson. They lost to Clemson last year. So again, I'm wondering why they have this confidence that Mike Norvell is the answer and that Florida State is back on track. Double-digit win season again. That's a solid accomplishment. The recruiting, impressive. Beat good teams while they're good and then puff your chest out and have something to, to talk about. Until you do that, this is just kind of smoke and mirrors right here. Good recruits can go places and do jack and end up leaving. We've seen that with plenty of teams. Texas A&M lost uh, seven games last year with more five-star recruits on their roster than probably Florida State has ever had. Well, not, not maybe not. Florida State's been really good. But more than most teams in the country have ever had at one time. Yeah. It's possible to have the talent and lose. So let's, let's see what Mike Norvell does with some expectations mm-hmm. before we start celebrating. That, that would be my only gripe against Florida State. They, they're, they're, a, they're trying to crown themselves significant a little too soon, in my opinion. Yeah, and it, I'm telling you, this is something that their fans do. Um, <laughs> they they want to be quote, you know, they, they say they want to be back and all this kind of stuff. And yeah. um, I mean, they haven't even have. I don't even think dudes are allowed to go to their school till the '60s. But mm. it's just not. Um, I'm just not a fan, bro. I'm just gonna be real with you. It's just not. <laughs> again, if if you come in, you're just gonna get you're just gonna get swept up. They're gonna be a Mississippi State. They'll slip around, man. They'll do some Arkansas stuff. They'll go win seven eight games. They come up in here. Recruiting on the line of scrimmage, bro. What's that going to look like? Like, and you can say, okay, they're like again, they're in this region, they're already battling for some of these prospects, and and yes, that's true. But if you're in this conference, are you going to be able to consistently recruit on the line of scrimmage with the likes of Georgia, Alabama? We know what Auburn's fixing to be under Hugh Freeze. Are you going to be able to recruit on the line of scrimmage consistently with LSU? Are you going to be able to do it consistently with Florida? Like, it's just. It's just a it's just a long road, man. And if you're already struggling in the all cupcake conference, what are you gonna do coming over here? And another yeah. thing too is um as far as just like fan experience, mm-hmm. trust me. If trust me, you don't want to make this trip. You uh, do not want to come down to this nasty city that is Tallanasty <laughs> and spend any time. You might catch something. Don't come like if you cut something, you better grab some bacteria. You better get you something to get you some alcohol, get you a first aid kit and clean that cut, bro, because you might catch <laughs> something that you didn't even know existed down there. This place oh, is dirty God. and disgusting. And again, like you're six and one. That's the part that sucks, bro. That's the part that gets on my nerves is because I watch fans like the LSU fans who are going to ride with their team no matter what. I watch Auburn fans going to ride no matter what. Mm-hmm. Listen, when I was growing up, I I remember very vividly Tubbs walking off and holding up six fingers, right? Right. 
I still knew a ton of diehard Bama fans. Are there some Fairweather fans now because they're on top of the the, the college football world? Sure. Yeah. But there's always been a diehard Bama fans. They've always ran the state of Alabama as far as fans go. They got right. real ones. Tennessee fans. Who rides harder for their squad than Tennessee mm. fans, dude? They, they always thought they were about to be back. <laughs> right. Like, anytime they won, they beat Wyoming in overtime. We back, baby! Yeah. Uh, you know, it's Florida State, I don't see that. I don't. I just don't see that passion when I'm around them. It's um, they want to be good, man. They want to be good, but how bad do they have? What it takes resource wise to be consistent? Do they are they, they going to have the NIL money to compete with Georgia, Florida, A and M, Auburn, Alabama, LSU? Yeah. All the, now Texas. And Oklahoma. Yeah. That's the other part, too. Because if you take just Texas and Oklahoma out, out of it, you add Florida State in the conference. Where do they fall right now? Uh, who knows? Probably in the middle. Uh, maybe maybe down around 10 Seven, or 11. Eight. Yeah. I'd I give them, wait. Let's let's say who all would be worse than Florida State? Who all in our conference program-wise? Say Mississippi, Mississippi State, State, Ole Miss. Arkansas. Mizzou. Missouri. Vanderbilt. I think they're kind of neck, neck with South Carolina right now, honestly. I yeah, see they're I'm better giving, than five teams. I'm giving South Carolina the edge because I know South Carolina fans are going to ride. Yeah. And I think that the resources at that school are are a little bit better than FSU. And I believe in Shane Beamer. And that's the verdict's a lot on that the same way as on Mike Norvell. But personally, right. I, I really like what Shane Beamer's doing. Yeah, me too. Me too. Now, now you add Texas and Oklahoma to that mix. That's two more teams there behind. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so like you're yeah. going from being, you're going from being just, just from the resource and tradition standpoint, you're going from being top two, top three in your conference to all of a sudden dropping down to 10th, 11th. That's a tough ask, man. And then you're going to have to, you're going to have to beef up everything about your program. Like you're going to have to, because the SEC is another level. So the infrastructure of everything that goes into this, you're going to have to get a little bit better at. You're going to have to bump up to this. And Oklahoma and Texas are going to find this out. Mm -hmm. And I think that they're going to be successful, especially a team like Texas, because they have they have the resources, they're not going to drown. I'm saying Florida State is a team that might hop up in here and really get lost in the shuffle and drown. And because if they so if they come in, dude, and they come in and they struggle out the gate, I don't know if then they'll be able to grab those fans. Like we've we've seen the way that when Auburn has had these two back to back losing seasons, we just sold more season tickets than ever yeah. because we're sick and tired of losing. <laughs> yeah, we're sick of it. So we we have this mindset. Almost to where we're like, why well, when we when we're so outmatched, we still take a Bama team at three overtimes because literally the mindset of our fans in the stadium are we will power this team to victory if we have to do it our damn self. Right, right. And we'll do that in a losing season. We'll do that against all costs. How many times have you woke up during the Iron Bowl knowing we didn't match up coaching-wise or personnel and about an hour before kickoff convince yourself, punt, bam, a punt, the can back. The can, you start going through all the tradition and saying, we're going to do this damn thing. Yeah. It's, it's not hard to do. I don't know if Florida State fans got that in them, bro. I Actually, I know they don't. I know that there's some that do. I know them. I'm friends with them. But on a consistent basis across their whole fan base, I'm telling you, it's just not it. And I, if you take off a trip to, if you take off uh, a Baton Rouge, and I know a lot of people are like, I hate going to Baton Rouge. Their fans are mean, blah, blah. I've had an awesome time in Baton Rouge every time I've ever gone. I actually stayed on LSU's campus for a little while. Hmm. I got fed gumbo. Hmm. I got, I got drunk. They, hey, man, you want some whiskey? 
You want some gumbo? You want some shrimp? I yeah. want all of it, dude. I want all of it. <laughs> and then Leonard Fournette ran for like 280 yards on us, but they were still really cool. And I, you know, I had the goodest time. I was like, I don't know. You're gonna you're gonna take a trip. You're gonna take that like a cultural trip because obviously you know you're in Baton Rouge. Right. Like it, it, it's a cultural thing. To me, that's cool. Again, back to my point about the Civil War and the expansion and all that, it's tradition of college football. You're going to take away the Auburn LSU game, and then all of a sudden I got to go to Tallahassee? Trust me when I tell yeah. you, if you're an Auburn fan that likes to travel with a team, man, I, put some put some Walmart, just wear your Walmart shoes into the stadium because you're going to step in dog <laughs> shit, I promise. <laughs> oh, man, no love for Tallahassee or FSU, Dustin. I mean, okay, so you you've convinced me as we're sitting here having this conversation. I I don't think Florida State can. Uh, I I don't think they can stand among the Giants in this conference. I agree with you, hundred percent. They cannot stand among the Giants. I've said this consistently on our own podcast over at the War Report. Auburn, if everything's running smoothly, is going to be a top third SEC program. If we've got 16 teams, then we are top five. I mean, Bama, Georgia, LSU, I think those are undisputably one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Um, I No order there. I think Florida and Auburn are four and five. I really do. I've, I've always thought that. Really, Tennessee, I, I kind of give them all a tie because what they all have going for them are really strong fan bases, really strong environments. They just have not been able to get head coach right. Yeah, that that's that's the problem there. LSU is probably low key. I think LSU is the best job in the SEC, hands down. I don't even think it's close because they actually have they are the only school that plays major football in their state. Their state is ripe with football talent. On top of that, so they don't have to fight hard to keep elite talent in state. Who where else you going to go in this state? Proximity still matters to these kids, man. They don't want to have to go nine hours. I mean, sometimes they do, and it works, but a lot of times, man, they just want to stay close enough to home so that the folks can see them. Yeah, Dion's going to find that out. Yeah, he he will soon. (laughs) He will soon. He'll get some castaways, but he's not going to be able to get the best of the best out there consistently. But, yeah, I I think Auburn's a top third program, so I'd say five or six in the conference at worst in the conference of 16. I can't say Florida State's higher than, like, 10 Honestly, they, yeah. they're going to be fighting for their lives because you used to be able to pitch. If you're in the ACC, Mike Norvell can say, hey, we just got to beat Clemson and Miami mm-hmm. and we're on our way. Now you got to say, all right, so here's what we got to do. I need <laughs> you to convince 12 of your team of the kids that you see at these Under Armour camps to come here too because there's no way we're beating Georgia and Alabama and LSU and Florida in one season. It's not going to happen. So let's cross our fingers. Play really hard, and you give me the number of the best kid that you see at camp because we need some help. Like, I, I don't know how you pitch, come be middle of the pack at best versus, well, we're just two wins away from winning this conference because they are. They're two games away from winning their conference every year. I, I think it's a much easier sell. Bowden admitted it when he yeah. said that. He was correct. But one thing I must say, and I was talking to a Clemson fan I'm, I'm pretty good friends with on Twitter and he was he was very skeptical of the FSU. He was, he was like, they talk like this every other year. They do, though. They think they're too big for the ACC. They think they're too important, that they're so valuable. But number one, that grants of rights deal is immense. Like, the, the price tag is way too high for them because they don't really have the pockets, like you were saying, for, as far as their boosters. But I made the point, and even the board members made this point on the broadcast, 
Right now, they're getting $30 million a year from their TV deals. Every team in the ACC is getting $30 million. They cried wolf earlier this year or late last year. I can't remember which, which it was. So them and Clemson said, hey, we need something more to stay here. So what the ACC did was adopt a performance clause. Basically, if you do better, you'll get a little more. So if Clemson's the one going to the playoff, then however much money you get for getting placed in that playoff game, they're not going to get $10 million and divide it up between 14 teams. They're going to get $10 million and keep $2 million, and then y'all split up the rest of it because I need a little more because I'm doing more and bringing more to the table. All right, I think that's fair. I don't think an uneven revenue sharing is going to keep the best programs from leaving, though. Because, like, Oklahoma and Texas kind of had the same thing, which is why everybody, Texas got its own network, right, and all that stuff. It's politics. We're playing po- – Alabama has been the most dominant program probably in, in football history, in college football history, and they never tried to go and, and grab their ball and go play by themselves. Notre Dame did it. They've been irrelevant. Notre Dame has been a sinking ship on their own, and they kind of had to hitch their – Wagon to the ACC just so they can say, we're kind of playing a conference championship game. I don't think it works. Unevil rev- uneven revenue sharing is just going to make everybody else pissed off. You either have to be on level ground with everybody. And in the case of Florida State, you're giving up potentially just getting in the SEC $60 million per year on the current ESPN deal they just signed. $60 million. If they, I saw projections, if they came to the SEC, Clemson and Florida State added one or two championship games, excuse me, not championship, conference games. So instead of playing eight guaranteed, you're playing nine or 10 guaranteed with Florida State and Clemson in the mix, that ESPN would bump the money up and then you'd be on par with what the Big Ten is getting per team per year. It's not just that they would be missing out on money. It's like, sure, you can possibly win the ACC and make $30 million a year, but you're not even doing that. You're in the ACC because it's an easier path and you're losing every year. For the last nine years, you have not won the ACC. Okay, you haven't won a championship. You haven't been to the postseason for nine years. What's the value of being there making $30 million a year with if you're not going to be relevant... Come to the SEC and make double to be irrelevant. I think that's a good deal for them. I think that's a great deal for them. Hey, we're not winning anything. All right, well, we're getting too underpaid to not be winning anything. If we were just going to finish eighth in the conference, buddy, we can make a lot more to do that. That's why I think it makes sense for them. For any team who, who could possibly get an invite to the SEC, you get in here, make $60 million a year, and they and they made a good point. They were saying that, it's not just that, all right, 30 million is cool and 60 million would be better. It's every year that we aren't in the better conferences, we are negative 30 versus Florida, who's getting that 60 million. Mm. That's going into their coffers. They're stacking that up. That Their NIL is getting boosted. You're negative 30 versus Georgia, who's geographically not far enough away from you that you don't have to worry about them, right. versus Auburn, who's still recruiting Florida consistently versus South Carolina who's still recruiting Florida. Everybody around you has 30 million more dollars to play with. You're getting outspent just off the TV deals. Why would you not try to get into the SEC? Get some of that money from being just as mediocre because again, you don't have to come in here winning this thing. It's an even share. Everybody's getting the same thing. I see why they want on the ship. 
But I also see some complications with the grant of rights. And I mean, hey, maybe you think any of them are realistic enough to say, nah, we're not going to win anything over there. <laughs> you think any of them are that honest with themselves? They better. I mean, they better not come out and say that because you're not. You're never gonna live that down. That's a that's a Twitter meme that'll go forever. <laughs> Listen, dude. Let's look at their. Uh, let's just look at their conference schedule this year. Um, Boston right, College. Do this real yeah, quick because I gotta jump and put some kids down in a minute. Uh, okay, we got Boston College, Clemson, Virginia Tech, Syracuse, Duke, Wake, Pitt, and Miami. I mean, the two toughest teams they play, in my opinion, I've LSU, I Clemson, and then you got Florida. Two of those three. Our SEC teams. Yeah. Um, yeah, when you talk about the money, when you talk about the money, like I said at the beginning, dude, um, I look at it through just an old school college football fan. And that's, I think that this whole discussion is a perfect example of the college football world colliding right now. You yeah. bring up the money aspect, you make great points. If I'm running Florida State, I'm absolutely looking at that number one. Josh Pate, who uh, sat down with our guy, Mike G. If mm-hmm. you haven't watched that video, go check it out, man. Oh, yeah. Josh Pate's been saying for weeks now, one thing that you never have heard in all this talk are two words, fans and players. Well, yeah. I'm a fan. That's my perspective. That's yeah. the way I'm going to look at it. I love every college football game that gets played. I just love waking up on Saturday and having three different apps running and watching all these games. Yeah. I just care about the overall health of the sport. I'm a traditionalist the way I grew up on it. I get the money, man. I understand every point you make. It gets it. Like I said, this is the collision. This is where we're at. Um, it's going to be interesting, dude, to see where all these things land. We don't really have a say so, so we'll just sit back and watch what the money makers decide. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the the size of it, man. We are just spectating. It's fun to talk about it though. Dustin, Up Tempo Podcast, thanks for talking to me, man, because you are on site there and really close to Talonasty, is it? Talonasty. <laughs> Talonasty, man, that's crazy. Well look, it's your boy B Will, Dustin from the Up Tempo Pod. This is the Auburn Express, War Report. So with some extra content for y'all. So y'all take care. We'll catch you next time. Peace.